you're listening to the one two three show with me noreen Mayer, on this friday afternoon and i'm really excited uh, to welcome our very first guest of today in the next 15 minutes or so we're chatting with craig phillips an illustrator and author all the way from new zealand and craig is one of the authors of this year's hong kong young readers festival and he joins us live this afternoon it's great to meet you today how are you doing craig I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Um, we are live this afternoon on Facebook, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. Um, so for our listeners, please be viewers today and join us there. You'll be able to speak directly uh, to Craig this afternoon. You'll have to bear with my clumsiness. Because of COVID, we had a split team system. So I was actually based in the studio, um, uh, in Admiralty Studio. I've just come back to this studio, so it's all very new to me. Craig, perhaps I can just very quickly show the listeners the board. So it's a lot of buttons that... Oh, wow, that's lots of damage. Exactly, and I'm not sure which one does what yet, but we'll just roll with it. So perhaps let's start off with your latest work. Um, you're working on a book called How Do I Feel? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so How Do I Feel? It's a, it's, um, I, I, I run a company called Wildling Books with a colleague, with my colleague, Bex Lip, and uh, How Do I Feel is, is kind of Bex's, maybe Bex's project, and I came on board primarily as an illustrator. And um, how do I feel? It's 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 a it's essentially a sort of um, heavily illustrated coffee table book. It's it's an encyclopedia of emotions. So it's got sixty plus emotions, and um, you know how the emotion feels in the body, how to identify the emotion, um, the purpose of the emotion, and you know if it's a particularly heavy emotion, you know it gives you some some um, just ways to navigate. Emotions and um, it's it's mainly aimed at children and it's uh, it's to sort of start kickstart conversations between children and parents or caregivers about how they're feeling. Why and is that? Um, Sorry, go on. Yeah, that was uh, that was quite a long project in the making, and uh, I, I finished illustrating it about a month ago, I guess. And um, it's all printed and it's it's heading to New Zealand now and we can start distributing it hopefully soon. Depends on all this COVID stuff with freight and everything. How exciting. So it Fingers be crossed. Soon. Yeah, well, it seems yeah, like your yeah. country is handling COVID so well, um, which is a, a real testament to hopefully reopening borders very soon. Yeah. Yeah, we just opened with Australia, so that's exciting. See how that goes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So why is it important to write about this topic? I mean, you, you said just now it's, I mean, it, it is important for children to be able to identify emotions. And sometimes children um, are actually perhaps better than adults, but we need to sort of equip them with the vocabulary. Why is it important uh, to, to start them quite young? With this, this whole, we first, the first book we did as Wilding Books, it really started off, there was a the Mental Health Foundation of New Zealand had a grant um, to create a book around mental health. And we sort of thought, this is right at the beginning of the company, we just thought, um, let's just try and do this, you know, and just see how we go. And we ended up getting the grant and we created a book called Adelhai's Way. And that was two years ago, maybe. And um, that book was to do with anxiety and children's anxiety. Um, and it gave, you know, some ways to sort of deal with the emotion. And it's a children's picture book. And that book just, it's really taken a life of its own. It's really it's kind of amazing how it's happened and all the feedback we've had from parents and children and caregivers um, and all sorts of situations, you know, that I have to deal with. And that just sort of led to um, another book called Let It Go. 
and another book called Aroha's Way and then the How Do I Feel book. And all these emotional books that we're doing are really sort of, um, they're sort of, um, they come from Beck's. So it's Bex's sort of past um, um, history and her own uh, journey with, with mental health when she was younger that's the driving force behind these books. And I come in as the sort of creative side, you know, so I get her concepts and I turn them into rhymes and illustration to just convey the the, the concepts to kids. And, um, yeah, so far it's been had a resounding sort of um, feedback. That's experience. great. What sorts of reactions and feedbacks have, have you been receiving for, for the series? We've just had, you know, kids who've, you know, anything from um, not being able to deal with school, you know, social situations, um, any anxieties that they might have, not being able to deal with, with situations. The books have given them coping mechanisms, you know, to deal with stuff. And, and anything from um, simple things like, like social anxiety, through to trauma, car crashes, you know, divorce, really heavy stuff. Um, the parents have written back to us and said that the books have really helped them to connect with their child in these really tough times. Um, yeah, it's been quite, quite interesting. Yeah, that's, that's great because I'm sure, you know, growing up, we've all experienced some sort of anxiety and sometimes you just don't know how to express it or no coping mechanisms and you just sort of feel this sick feeling in your stomach and it just sort of sits there and it grows and it just and it spreads and yeah yeah and it's really hard to sort of work out how you're feeling and talk about it you know and it's funny because my my background in art and illustration i just love i've always loved mythology and fairy tales and folk tales and adventure books and if it wasn't for rebecca bex uh, my colleague coming along with this totally different angle on creating books we would never have done i would never have done these books you know um that's amazing. yeah it's funny how a career can take a, a real turn just just happens like that and, and turn for the better exactly yeah well yeah. speaking of career a, apart from a writer and an illustrator you're also a publisher i mean you talked about wildling books just now let's talk about that a bit more what, what prompted you to start this uh, so uh i've been working for other publishers for i think i started I started about 1998, I guess, illustrating for magazines um, and all the pretty much all the publishers in New York, you know, so HarperCollins and uh, Penguin Random House and Scholastic and all those major publishers. I worked for them all for 20 years, and it's sort of I, I always wanted to do my own thing, you know. When you're working with other publishers, you've got a lot of time constraints and deadlines and narrative constraints and it was really wonderful for 20 years but i thought if i don't do it now um i'll probably never do it and luckily once again bex lip came along and she she had she has a really solid background in business and marketing and social media she's pretty amazing and uh she said well let's just do this let's do make a publishing company and i kind of was like really <laughs> like, but we just we did it and um it's been great you know and uh so now I have all this creative freedom and things are really good. That's yeah, so wonderful. And you have that sort of freedom, like you said, you know, to publish the things that you, you want to publish. What did you sort of learn along the way? Because, you know, it sounds like you've had so many years of experience in this, but it's different when you sort of have to roll up your own sleeves and do it yourself. What were some of the initial challenges or things that you've learned along the way? 
Yeah, I think coming from one end of publishing, so from the creative side, being an illustrator, illustrator, um, and now I have to sort of put on a publisher's hat, I think you really sort of, um, it's interesting to, to have the perspective of a publisher now and sort of realise... on the that, lens yeah, of the publisher. The lens of the publisher and realise, okay, we can't, you know, you have to sort of look at a book and say, is this going to be worth printing? Is it going to sell enough? to pay for itself and to be able so I might have an idea that I really love that I want to do like a love project but we have to have a discussion about it and say is it going to pay for itself you know is it going to put food on the table all that sort of stuff you know and I used to as an artist I would often get frustrated you know with coming at publishing from that angle where you couldn't um you know I had to sort of abide by the the, the, the rules department. <laughs> yeah the rules basically and i get frustrated but now i'm on the other side you're like ah it. i get it yes well how do yeah, you sort of it. nurture new talents and how do you nurture or, or encourage other illustrators or other authors so perhaps you see an idea that could work but that needs a little bit of work or some things that don't work how do you how do you give sort of yeah. constructive feedback without crushing the other person? Because it's it's very personal. I mean, you know that as as a creative person, the journey is very personal, and and you put you pour your heart and your soul in something, and for somebody else to say, oh, that might not work. How do you sort of yeah? How do you nurture? Yeah, them? It's, it's very difficult. But the thing is, because we're kind of lucky in a way, we're not a giant publishing house. We're literally two families, you know. Bex and her family and myself and my partner, who's our art director. Wow. And, yeah, she's been an art director forever as well, two decades, you know. And um, and so it's it's kind of – so we've only taken on a few authors so far because we're just not big enough to be able to, to do it. You know, ultimately we want, that's, we want to do that. But um, we have had manuscripts come in, and it is a bit tricky to sort of um, – we, we basically just say, you know, that – you don't have enough manpower. So small. Yeah. Yeah, we can't yet take this on. And we don't have the distribution yet, overseas distribution that a, that a larger publisher um, has, you know. So, um, yeah, but the, 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 the authors that we have taken on have worked out really well and they're happy and uh, hopefully we can take on more. Yeah. But at the moment, it's just our, our material mostly. Yeah, we're chatting with Craig Phillips, one of the authors of this year's Hong Kong Young Readers Festival, and he joins us live this afternoon. So for our listeners, uh, do join us on Facebook this afternoon if you can. Noreen Meir on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to. So let's get to know Craig a little bit better, and perhaps we can ask you, how did you sort of, how did your journey in illustration uh, begin? How did you find yourself in this career? Oh, so I've always drawn. No, I always loved to draw. Were well, you one of those kids who doodled in the back of the classroom, like on a notepad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was one of those kids. Yeah, <laughs> and I also the first drawing that I remember doing was on a, on the wall of my parents' house. In it was green texter. On a wall. I remember getting in trouble for that. Yeah, I did a landscape of some sort along the wall below the the living room window. <laughs> And I always drew, and um, yeah, I worked in graphic design, and then from graphic design, I got an agent in New York, and I was with that agent for 20 years until I des- until I decided to shift into Wildland Books. Um, and yeah, you know, I was always just a very inspired, enthusiastic artist, and I love to sort of absorb a lot of, you know, when I, I don't do so much reading now because I'm always drawing all hours, but when I was a kid, I'd read around the clock and, you know, graphic novels and fantasy novels and 
Yeah, uh, always creating. That's great. And you're also an author. So when you create work, you know, does the text sort of come to you first? Do you know, do you have a phrase, a conversation, or are the characters sort of very much in your mind already? What's your process of creating your work? Yeah, it's funny. So if I'm, if I'm, I, I did a, I created a graphic novel a few years ago and um, uh, through Alan and Unwin, and that was a sort of 200 or so page graphic novel. It was a collection of fairy tales from around the world. So when I did graphic novels, I basically, I, it plays in my head like a movie. And so, yeah, so the whole thing will play in the head, in my head, and then I'll sort of break it into frames, and then I'll get a the composition and everything right. Oh, wow, I'm like writing, a movie. Yeah, it runs like a movie in my head, and then I just chop it up, you know? And then if I'm doing, um, for the picture books that I create with Wildling, with, with Bex, um, so we break that into two parts. So I'll do the rhyme, the, the, the poem at the beginning, and then Bex will do all the, the more, the heavy-duty notes at the back the teacher's notes and things. But so when I'm writing the poems, I'll do that first, you know, and I'll just try and basically I, I sort of tap it out like a beat, you know, like a, a rhythm in my head, and then I'll sort of make the words fit that rhythm. And um, and once I've got the words done, then I work on the art. Yeah. Um, yeah, two different processes. Yeah, that makes sense. It really just depends on what project you're working on. And yeah, how do you... Yeah, how do you approach it? Do you sort of approach it like you sit down at your desk, sort of like a nine-to-five job, or do you do it bit by bit, however sort of you, you feel inspired? Yeah, I, I think you know, inspiration's funny. It doesn't really – you can't sort of sit around and wait for it to come. <laughs> you know, a lot of people sit around waiting for inspiration, but I find inspiration comes as, you, as you're working. You know, you've got to start with something. Like if you're not feeling inspired, just, you know, sketch around on your page and then something will start coming from that. Um, oh, but yeah, I don't do a nine to five. Yeah, that's a good point. Because um, I suppose we often talk about writer's block. Do you ever get um, an illustrator block? Or, or you know? Yeah, sometimes more so with writing. I definitely get writer's block where I just can't find the right beats. Because or, the image is know. already in your mind already. It's just translating what's yeah. in your head onto the page. Yeah, but sometimes with drawing, because drawing, and I teach kids this too, it's, it's like it's an exercise, it's like a muscle you need to keep um, refreshing and keep working out, you know. Um, and I find, just say I've been a bit lazy for a couple of weeks and I haven't drawn, I find it hard to draw, you know what I mean? If I let it go, then it's hard to pick it up. You sort of, you forget how an arm goes, you forget how expression goes, so you need to keep, just keep sketching every day in the sketchbook to keep it fresh so you avoid artist block. Yeah, I suppose you're already better than most of us. Most of us already start typing. Whenever we hold a pen, our hand starts to become a bit sore, but I suppose (laughs) you don't really have that. So when you draw, do you draw digitally or are you sort of sketching it out with uh, the physical one and then transferring it digitally? How how do you do that? Um, I usually, I like to start on paper. I I like to start doing my sketches and my, my, get my drawings together on paper and then I'll transfer them into the computer and then I'll work everything up on a, a Cintiq and do my colouring and finishes in a Cintiq. But I find working on a Cintiq is not so... I don't get a good flow on a Cintiq. Yeah. I much prefer paper, maybe because it's what I grew up with, you know, but um, I know some artists go straight in with a Cintiq, but I, I just find paper much better. Yeah. Do you have any projects sort of in the pipeline... Yeah, I've sort of, I've just come off the How Do I Feel book, so I'm kind of having a little rest from that, but um, in the meantime, I've got a few a few picture books I'm tinkering around with, and I'm thinking of potentially 
writing a few more graphic novels. You know, even though graphic novels are really heavy-duty projects, I just, you know, I want to get some scripts sort of going. So, yeah, I've got a few things on the, on the board. Yeah. Why do you think there's sort of a, a, a trend of an increase that people like reading graphic novels a lot more sort of in the last 10 years? Because growing up, I mean, I love manga and comics, but I sort of remember people sort of saying, oh, you shouldn't read comics, read other things. Or, you know, family members say, read harder things, quote unquote. Um, but it seems like nowadays parents are more than happy to get their children um, graphic novels. Why do you think yeah. that is? I think... That was definitely a thing. I remember graphic novels were really frowned upon when I was younger. And <laughs> frowned upon, comics. yes. Yeah, really frowned upon. It's not literature. It's, you know, but I think people are starting to realise that there is an art to it and it is just another method of storytelling, just as valid as any other, you know, and it takes a ton of skill and a lot of dedication to put it together. And also, on top of all that, you know, a graphic novel might get kids with a stepping stone to get kids into reading, you know, if they're struggling. Like I know a lot of kids, you know, kids with dyslexia or reluctant readers, kids who just don't read, they're more likely to pick up a graphic novel and read that instead of picking up a, a novel and reading a full page of text. That just puts them off, you know, but a graphic novel gets them in. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's something about following the different panels and just making the, making sense of the story from the panel to panel that sort of fires up your brain differently. I, th I think you, yeah. know, you have to be quite you know, very smart to be following the, the storyline yeah. in that way. Yeah, some of them, I think some graphic novels are quite sort of, um, some of them are quite easy to follow, really simple to follow. But then as you know, some graphic novels are quite complex and the page layouts get really complex and you need to sort of be familiar with reading graphic novels to actually even absorb some of the pages that artists put together. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. So how can we sort of encourage and nurture children to be better readers then? I, I suppose let them read a variety of things is, is a good starting yeah, point. I, yeah, I think just let them read what they like. Even if it's it might seem a bit, you know, puerile or you know, a bit silly or a bit, I think if it gets a bit excited, let them, let them pick it up and read it. And, um, yeah, I think just encourage them to read whatever they like to read. Exactly. You know? and, and maybe, I think devices and things get in the way of reading, actually. Gaming, you know, I think it's just too much of a pull, you know, like it's a book or my PlayStation. <laughs> exactly. That's a bit tricky. Yeah, yeah. I know the PlayStation's almost always going to win. The, the Nintendo the for me. Yes, I'm, I'm still very Nintendo, old yeah. school with the <laughs> Animal Crossing. Yep, love, love a bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, which brings me to, to um, our last question today. Um, what sorts of hobbies? I mean, what do you do for fun then, Craig, when you're not drawing and when you're not writing? Oh, I just, I guess surfing. Oh, wow. So I'm lucky here in, I live in, I live on the, the west coast of New Zealand currently. So I live next to uh, Mount Taranaki, which is just in my backyard. So it's a giant volcano just here. And down the road, I've got um, the west coast surf highway, 45, wow. and some of the best waves I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so that's what I do for a hobby. And then just, you know, a lot of family time and, you know, uh, there's a lot of walks around here. You know, a lot of, lot of, lot of uh, nature. Yeah. yeah, it's quite beautiful. How do you think? I, I know I said last question, but do you know? Do you think the pandemic has sort of changed the way you work? Has it sort of contributed uh, to various inspirations? Have you been coping during the the, the lockdown? I, I mean, the pandemic. 
it's been a really funny time with the pandemic, I suppose, but because I do, I've been, you know, we're all at home and we have school and, we're, you know, um, work from home, my own business and everything. Um, and New Zealand's been pretty good, as you know, with yeah. the pandemic, we've been pretty lucky. So it hasn't really had such a, a huge effect on how I work, you know. It's had an effect on, like, things like I was meant to go to the Hong Kong Festival yeah. last year, but obviously the pandemic you know, stopped that. So that's that's had an effect um, on on um, socialising and going to festivals and things. But other than that, my actual work it hasn't been impacted too much. Yeah, well, we're really lucky to have you with us this year for the Young Readers Festival, and the children are very lucky because they're going to have a chance to uh, meet you uh, via Zoom and be able to chat to you. I do have a question on Facebook. Um, Andrew, thanks for getting in touch. Um, he says, hi, uh, can we ask Craig the name of that computer drawing program? Um, it sounded like a Sintin. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the Cintiq, it's a Wacom Cintiq, and that's the tablet that I used to, to draw on. So it's a, it's a direct input tablet, but the, the software I use is just uh, Adobe Photoshop. Excellent. Well, Andrew, I hope that answers your question. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in. And meanwhile, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, Craig. And that's Craig Phillips, uh, one of the authors of this year's Young Readers Festival. Have you got a website or are you on social media so that our listeners can follow you? Oh, yeah. If they, my Instagram handle is um, Craig Phillips Illustration. Um, and if you want to find out more about our books, you can go to wildlingbooks.com. Excellent. Well, meanwhile, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, Craig, and I look forward to uh, meeting you in person, uh, perhaps next year once they open yeah. up. Fingers crossed <laughs> for that. Yeah, hopefully. That'd be nice. Thank you so much Thanks for your for time this me. afternoon. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye.